I'm Rachel and welcome to the self-love episode of the Recovery Daily Podcast. I have been to many, many therapists over the years and coincidentally, whenever the therapist would ask me, how much do you drink? I would no longer go back to that therapist. So it wasn't until I got sober that um, I ended up having a really good experience with a therapist, and it just so happened to be an addiction therapist. So when I got out of uh, my detox facility the second time, I've mentioned that I took all suggestions, no matter what they were, and one of them was to... uh, see profession get professional help um and this was before whenever I say that I feel like um I just imagine people thinking when I say that 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 uh uh, people like came up to me and were like uh girl you need professional help um and it wasn't really like that so I just I had a lot of stuff um that I needed to to work out. And I honestly, I, I mean, I knew I had a lot of stuff that I needed to work out, but it wasn't, as I've said before, it wasn't because I had a terrible childhood or I was abused in any way or anything like that. Um, I just had developed a lot of self narratives that were unhealthy over the years. So I needed to work that out. So I ended up going to an addiction therapist, and um, she was an older woman, uh, so experienced. Actually, it was kind of fun the way that we picked her. My boyfriend and I went online and just started looking at pictures of therapists along with how many um, abbreviations that they had at the end of their name. So I was looking to see how friendly their picture looked. And then how many like PhD, MRT, LIC, whatever, um, at the end of their name. So I ended up picking one and, um, it was kind of, it, we made it, he made it a fun experience rather than, you know, dreading, oh, I'm going to have to go talk to this stranger about my deepest, darkest feelings. Anyway, um, it was probably your classic therapy sessions where I would go in there and I really at first was talking about my experiences um, getting sober, realizing that I needed to get sober and getting sober. And then over time, I just started talking about, you know, your childhood experiences and uh, my my marriage that failed and um, being a parent and all of that stuff. And um, there were a lot of things that she said that have stuck with me over the years. And one of the things that she said to me was, um, I don't remember exactly what the question was that led me to explain this to her, but I have this memory of myself as a child, which I've already talked about in another episode where I came home from school and I was telling my Persian cat about my day. And I 
she asked me like if I was the mother of that child, if if I uh, was there with that child, which was me, what would I have done? What what would I have given that child at that time? And it it was really an epiphany for me. It was an epiphany because I realized that that little girl is still inside of me. Like she never went away. I just aged. And I realized when she asked me that, that I need to give her that, that little girl inside of me. I need to love her the way that a mother would love a child. And so I immediately, of course, thought of my children and thinking about if that was my son, what would I have done? What would I have said to him? Would I, how would I have held him? You know, um, how do I talk to my son in those situations? And um, so side note about my, my son. <laughs> Um, back when my kids were a lot younger, so now they're 21 and 25, sorry if I got that wrong, um, but I'm on the spot right now, and, um, that's terrible, um, but my, their grandfather said to me, you would let you won't let your son leave the house, but you would let your daughter play in the street. <laughs> so I don't know why that is, but um, I still love them both the same. I know you're listening. Um, I love you both the same. But there is this uh, sort of different kind of nurturing thing that um that I that comes out of me when when I'm uh, thinking of of my son I I think it's because and I probably do this too much um it's probably not good that I always think oh I know I know what he feels like I know what he's thinking and I don't I don't know what he feels like or what he's thinking he's his own person and I need to stop doing that but what I've always done because I just felt like I related so much to a lot of his um, challenges and I'm going to have him as a guest on the show. So um, I don't want to talk too much about it. But anyway, think about how would I talk to my son and I need to have that same self narrative. So, um, I looked up what is self-love. Self-love is the act of accepting, caring for, and encouraging one's self. And obviously, uh, I don't think it's news to us that we need love as human beings as much as we need air, food, and water, and all those other required items. Um, actually, and I've felt this for a long way. I, I heard this somewhere when I was younger. And so I always tell everybody, you know, 
a hug a day actually helps you grow. So I tell people that and I do try to hug people a lot. I'm a hugger, I think. Um, but it's, it's important. So what's the question is, what do you think is more important? Do you think self love is more important? Or love from others is more important. And I think the answer should be obvious since this is the self-love episode. But um, I, so I, I thought about um, what are the ways that we give self-love? And so these are some questions that that uh, we can ask ourselves. So I'll talk through these a little bit. So um, in order to practice self-love, I need to be kind to myself. So um, when I do something, maybe make a mistake of some sort, am I, do I beat myself up about it? Or am I kind to myself the way that I would be kind to to my children? Um, and am I forgiving? Same thing. Um, do I say, you know, I, I pride myself on the fact that my kids talk to me about a lot of stuff. They, I think they're pretty open with me. And I think that the reason why is because over the years, I have been very um, forgiving. Like if they, if they do make a mistake, um, I talk to them more about how um, they're human and it's okay to make a mistake. What's most important is that a lesson is learned from making that mistake. So being forgiving to myself, the way that I would forgive my own children for making a mistake. And um, I know for sure that I don't always forgive myself as, as quickly as I forgive my children. Um, and am I considerate to myself? So um, I think things like when I know I need sleep, do I take the time and remove the the stimulation and things in my life so that I can give myself the sleep that I need? Am I being considerate of myself to give myself what I need in order to be healthy? And, uh, and I don't always do that. Like if my kids were tired when they were growing up, I would make sure that we got out of wherever we were, if we were at a party or or they were out playing, and I recognized that they needed to go to sleep, then um, I'm going to remove them from the situation and give them what they need in order to be healthy. And I, I don't know that, especially when I'm working and I tend to be obsessive about work, um, that I may not remove that and be considerate of the fact that I need to get some sleep. Am I generous with myself? No, absolutely not, but I'm learning how to be. I think um, when my kids were younger, I absolutely 
would, if there were two cookies left, there is no way that I would have saved a cookie for myself. There's, I wouldn't have even given myself half of a cookie. I would not have split the cookies. I would have, they would have each gotten a cookie and I would not get one. And um, over the years, I've done that to the point that it has been unhealthy for myself, I think, that um, I need to be generous with myself. And so recognize my value. I think that, um, that I'm pretty good at recognizing my value and how important I am to the other people around me and my family. But of course I have bad days, you know, and it's those bad days that I need to really remind myself of my value. And that's when it gets challenging. Um, recognizing my weaknesses and again, be kind to myself about it. Recognizing and, and acknowledging my triumphs. When I do a good job, do I treat myself? Do I say at a girl to myself? I know I do it to my staff. I know I do it with my friends, my kids, my boyfriend, uh, my mom, everybody. I, whenever I see, I think them doing something great or something that I know that they're proud of themselves for, I recognize that. And, uh, more and more as I've been sober, I've been starting to, um, go the extra mile and try to, you know, I send my mom flowers. I make sure that I have on my calendar that, you know, such and such has this happening today and make sure that I am reminded to reach out about it and see how they did. So also acknowledging my challenges and, um, that, uh, that, I've been, I, I've been thrown into the deep end lately with that for, um, dealing with my stroke symptoms and my head and, and accepting that these are challenges that I'm facing and there's no way around it. And it's okay. Like just reminding myself all the time, it's okay. You're okay right now. Um, I went through some bouts of feeling sorry for myself today. Um, it's really, I think, when I end up, it's, I feel like maybe it's at towards the end of the day when I'm sitting down and um, typically my boyfriend is cooking dinner and I'm just sitting down. Um, I haven't been helping him with dinner because personally I'm afraid I'm going to screw it up because I can't read things, um, and not miss words. And then I end up messing up and, um, but I just, uh, I just don't trust myself to, to do anything so much in the kitchen like that, because I can't seem to follow directions as well right now. And, um, and so I feel sorry for myself. I'm just sitting there feeling sorry for myself. And instead of doing that, um, I think what I should do, and I'm doing some self-talk right now, 
what I should do is get out my remarkable notebook and start writing down um, stuff maybe for my podcast in the evening. Um, I also have a website that has just gone live. It's, uh, it's recoverydailypodcast.com. And I'm working on doing some dictation blogs. So um, finding ways to find, uh, I guess, to, to see my value still when maybe I can't cook, I can do other things that make me feel valuable. Um, noticing my imperfections and um, I'm laughing at myself. Uh, because I don't know. I just told myself a funny, a funny joke. You have to do that. What imperfections? That's what I was, that's what I was laughing about. Anyway, my imperfections and we all have, uh, imperfections. Are we okay with them? And, um, I get really, really, uh, self-conscious about, as I'm sure everybody does about their body and as I'm getting older, I'm seeing wrinkly skin and sagging skin and, um, you know, this doesn't look the way that it used to and stuff. And, and you know, it's only going to keep getting uh, worse. I don't know. I don't want to even say that, but there's going to be more um, things that I can work on. How about that? Uh, imperfections and and I need to start being okay with it you know with with all of these new imperfections in my body I am actually becoming much wiser you know that's what's coming with the age and and so anyway um, and am I patient with myself and I'm trying. Patience, I think, is probably one of my most challenging uh, characteristics. So these are all different um, ways that we can better our self-talk and improve our self-love. And um, all in all, I am grateful for the darkness that I have lived through so far because if it wasn't for that darkness, I truly believe that I would not appreciate the light now. And, um, and that's, that, that's kind of leads to that episode about if then gratitude statements. So if, if I didn't experience this, then this great thing wouldn't have happened. But I think it's important also to, to realize the courage that it takes to have positive self-talk. It is, it's very courageous and it's, it takes a lot of bravery to step towards what you want in life. It takes hard work to be a better version of yourself to not be stagnant. It's so much easier to be lazy, you know, to not be a better ver version of yourself. I'm happy with who I am right now. So I don't need to change. I don't need to do anything about it. 
but why not? Why don't you want to do something better? Why don't you want to be better? There's always, um, I mentioned in another episode, Neil deGrasse Tyson said, um, we may not become great, but we can always be better. And so I think that I do have a daily self-talk that I want to get better at something. And whatever I choose on for my agenda for the day is the thing I want to get better at. So for the past couple days, I've been sewing. And this is a hobby that I just started during this whole stroke thing. And actually, um, really, over the past six months, and I don't even think it's been that long, I saw a show called Next in Fashion on Netflix, and my mom recommended it for me, and it inspired me to try to upcycle clothes. So I had all these clothes that I was giving to Goodwill, so I thought, eh, I'll try it. I also had a body form just because it was a decoration and it was cool. And so I started, I went and got some, a couple supplies, some tape for draping the body form. And I just started cutting shit up and draping it on my body form and sewing it together. And lo and behold, I'm pretty good at it. And it doesn't hurt my head. So, um... So I'm picking these types of things that I can get better at. Um, I also have a project, another upcycling project, and it is a, um, a coffee table that used to have a turntable, an old turntable and radio on the inside, like you slide it, slide the top open and inside is a, is, was a record player and a radio. Well, I gutted the whole thing and I'm turning it into, if she's listening, this is a test to see if my daughter is actually listening to these episodes because I haven't told her what it's going to be. I'm turning it into a bar slash cooler so you can put, um, liquor on one side of it and a cooler on the other side set for your beers or, or whatever, um, whatever these kids are drinking these days. (laughs) Um, so I'm excited about that. So upcycling is a hobby that I've been dipping and dabbling in and just, um, you know, I, every day I'm trying to pick things that I can do that make me feel like I'm uh, growing because if I'm just sitting around, um, napping and I don't know, cleaning, I enjoy cleaning, cleaning. I feel like I'm not growing and I'm really, um, adamant that I, that I want to always be growing. So this is a lot about, you know, a lot of self-talk, but self-love is not done alone. And um, I think it's important to join others uh, that are on a similar journey. I run across people all the time. I tend to be 
very much an open book. I tend to talk about emotional stuff. I'm not terribly shy about, uh, well, I guess you can tell that now, about talking about my uh, sobriety recovery. I haven't always been this way, but over the past several years, um, I've started to be more and more open. And the reason why is because when I started to share on Facebook, um, once a year, I would share my anniversary. There was at least one person that would reach out to me and say, I'm struggling with that too. And so I've realized that, uh, also I shared at work, um, with my staff and I had a couple people come to me and share with me some of their own challenges and, and they wouldn't do that if I wasn't putting myself out there, if I wasn't showing my vulnerability. So I think that self-love is um, a personal journey, but it doesn't have to be one that you do alone. And I think that there's nothing embarrassing or um, and that you shouldn't hesitate to seek professional help. Um, if you need it. I definitely needed it for many years and it wasn't until I really got honest with myself that I was able to get honest with a therapist and that I was start and that I began to start healing. So at the end of the day, when I put my head down on my pillow, it's just me inside there. It's just me inside that head of mine. And I like to, I, I, I have a, a little process that I go through before bed. I have a meditation that I read from a meditation book that my daughter gave me a couple years ago for Christmas. I'm still getting through it. Um, I read that. I have a little prayer that I read that's just like to review my day and, and think about, um, is there anybody that I, that I feel like I wasn't kind to or anything like that? But, um, but also I think it's important to think about how much effort did I put in to taking care of myself today? So think about for yourself, did you give the inner child in you attention? Did you give her a voice today? And did you prioritize yourself today? It's hard to do that. I, like I said, I, I did not prioritize myself when my kids were younger. Um, because I, my excuse, and I talked about excuses yesterday, my excuse was that I didn't have time for myself. And that's just, that's not true. I had a lot of time I spent with myself drowning myself in alcohol. So we have our whole lives to get better at self-love, to get better at self-talk, but um, that doesn't mean that we should put it off. Uh, I wish I had started sooner in my life because I'd be hella good at it now, but I am, um, I'm coming out of the gate strong now at 48 years old, 
and I have every intention of doing everything I can to be joyful today. And the way I've done it today is to um, spend some time thinking about self-love and sharing it with you. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.